We got a million dollars to first game one NBA finals, Miami, Denver. I am super excited to talk about this showdown slate. If this is your first time watching, welcome. My name is DK. Uh, I cover content for DraftKings, NBA, NFL, XFL, esports, all that good stuff. Also make content for uh, player pop sites like Prize Picks and No House Advantage. No House Advantage, they are the sponsor of this video. If you guys are not on No House Advantage, uh, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. It'll be linked down below. They have some pretty exciting stuff uh, upcoming this week. They're going to have a Kayla Martin uh, free square. So keep an eye out for that. It's not posted yet, but they did tweet that out. Um, they have some nice promos tomorrow. And then they have happy hour on Friday where um, they, increase, uh, they increase your winnings um, from your picks. So um, a lot of exciting stuff going down in No House Advantage. Um, again, if you guys are not on it, you can use that code. Take advantage of that matched uh, deposit up to $100 and give it a try. They have a lot of different sports here. And uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun on No House Advantage. So again, the link will be down below, DKDFS, for that match bonus. Um, and then if you guys are looking for more content, you can check my Patreon link down below. We'll st we're, we are still grinding DFS for NBA. We're still grinding these showdown sites. I go very in-depth with my roster construction videos. We talk through it where I think is the optimal build and where it is to get different. And then we do a live stream before lock over ownership. A lot of stuff. So if you guys are still interested in grinding these showdown slates for the finals, you can check out my Patreon. Also, again, Summer League right around the corner, only a month away. That is the biggest edge of the year that I am super excited for. Um, but all right, so that's with that all out of the way, um, let's get let's talk about this slate. So going over the Vegas odds right now, we got uh, eight and a half points spread. So there is a little bit of blood rest. I talked about this in my prize picks video. If you guys are on prize picks, I just uploaded a video talking about a couple of player pops I like for game one. You can check that out. Um, but yeah, eight and a half points spread. There definitely is a little bit of blowout risk. You've got Denver with a massive home court advantage with the altitude, right? They just swept the Lakers. They've been chilling where Miami just played a grueling seven game series. So there is some blowout risk. It's a 219 over under, so slightly on the lower end of the spectrum for, for totals. Let's talk through the rotation. So let's start off with Miami. So Ty the Hero, we got news. A couple days ago that he will be back he's aiming for game three so we don't have to worry about him for game one what's the starting lineup going to be for Miami? well almost positive it's going to be vincent lowry martin jimmy butler and bam and this is now caleb martin's team if you guys didn't know right it's that gif of like look at me look at me i'm the captain now that's lit that is caleb martin to jimmy butler and bam he is the captain now Un unbelievable playoff run for him especially in this boston series um, but I think that that will be the starting five. And then off the bench, we're for sure going to see Duncan Robinson. He's going to basically just split minutes with Max Struess. Whoever's playing better between the two will get more run. And then you're going to see Kyle Lowry playing some backup uh, point. Those are the seven for sure will be in the rotation. Now, there's a couple different ways Miami could do this with their bench rotation. Could they play Cody Zeller a little bit as the backup five? Sure. Could they play Kevin Love a little bit as the backup five? It's possible. But what do I think happens? I don't think either of those guys play, to be honest. Cody Zeller is really bad in the playoffs. He's been getting abused. Um, Kevin Love is just dust defensively. I think Miami, with their eighth guy, goes to Haywood Highsmith, and they play him small ball, backup five. Now, the reason I say that, what is Denver doing when Nicole Jokic is not in the court? Right? Are they playing a backup five? No, they're going small too. They're basically playing like Aaron Gordon slash Jeff Green as their backup five. Like they're not playing DeAndre Jordan. They're not playing Thomas Bryant. 
which is why I don't think Miami needs Zeller or Love out there. And and honestly, Highsmith, one given minutes, I mean, he played a little bit there in game seven, but a couple games ago, he looked phenomenal. And he's one of their better defenders. Um, I think he should be the eighth guy. And that's why I think the rotation will be. Starting five plus Lowry, plus Duncan Robinson, and plus Haywood Highsmith. Um, now, like I said, is, is it possible you see some Kevin Love or some Cody Zeller? Sure, it is. But I don't think it's necessary, especially with the way that Denver runs their bench rotation. Um, I don't think you'll see either of those guys play. So now let's start with players and the prices. You got Jimmy Butler at 13.4. Um, if you think Miami keeps this game competitive or even has a chance to win, then obviously you want to look to Jimmy Butler. I think he'll be not super low-owned, but... I, I, for a showdown slate, he'll be he'll he'll be a little bit lower owned as far as the spend ups go. Right? I think Jokic will obviously be much more popular. I think Jamal Murray will get more ownership. I think Bam will get more ownership because the price point. But that doesn't mean that Jimmy Butler's out of play. And like you kind of never know where you're going to get from Jimmy Butler. I, I've this guy's frustrated me a lot in the playoffs because I feel like whenever I fade him, he turns into MJ. If I play him, he just stands in the corner and is super passive. Um, so it honestly has been a frustrating uh, run for me with Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. I just cannot get him right. But the ceiling's there. The ceiling's there. And I think the ownership will be not super high in him for game one. So um, like him as more of a contrarian play. Bam in a bio, I think, is more of your optimal play. Played 43 minutes last game, dealt with a bit of foul trouble. I mean, I basically think if he stays out of foul trouble, he's going to play every minute that Nikola Jokic plays. So if Nikola Jokic plays 42 minutes, I think Bam plays 42 minutes. If Jokic plays 45 minutes, I think Bam plays 45 minutes. So I, I, I really do believe that, uh, unless Bam gets a massive foul trouble. And if that's the case, that's where I think you could see some Zeller, right? If Bam gets an early foul trouble, I think, I don't think they can, I mean, I guess they could try Highsmith and Jokic, but maybe that's where you would see one of those backup bigs. I think they would probably go to Zeller in that scenario if Bam does get an early foul trouble. And then Martin, who's just been playing out of his mind last couple games, 48 faints points back-to-back games. Now, here's the thing. I don't think he can continue, continue to shoot this well. But, I mean, the minutes are going to be there. Like, this is... I think Caleb Martin's going to play like 40 minutes. So, at this price point, I think he's a pretty safe play. I don't think we can expect 50 fancy points from him again, but I think we, we definitely have to expect more than like 20 fancy points. Like I think he's a pretty safe option in the mid-range if this game stays competitive. Good defender, um, obviously can score the ball. So I think Martin's a pretty safe option. Then you got Gabe Vincent, who, um, of course, one game I played him, mean, they didn't close them. They went to Lowry, which is very frustrating. But um, he's one where the minutes have fluctuated a little bit. Most of the time he's closing games, but you did see Lowry closer last game. Um, so I think of these two guards, Vincent's still safer than Lowry. He's just more guaranteed minutes. He has the upside to play 40 minutes. Right? We've seen 40 minutes from him a couple times uh, in that Boston series. So I think Vincent's the more optimal play. I think the reason you would play Kyle Lowry on the showdown um, for game one would be ownership purposes. Definitely not an optimal play. Doesn't mean, though, that he can't have a good game. We've seen, we've seen a couple pretty solid games from Lowry. 37 there, 43 here against the Knicks. Um, so... Even though he's kind of dust at this point in his career, he still does have a little bit of upside. A guy can stuff the stat sheet, and if he's playing well, they can close with him. So I think Lowry's your contrarian play there in that range. And then you got Struis and Duncan Robinson, who are going to split the minutes here. Um, really comes down to who's making their shots. Duncan's been playing a bit better of late than Struis. He's been making more of his shots. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this one's a tough one. I don't think I would play them both together. Now, 
Is it possible that both could have a good game at their price point? Sure. Like if they both really get hot um, from three point land, then maybe. But I probably wouldn't play them both together. I will say if you can guess right in which one of these guys closes or is actually making their shots, like they might be in the winning lineup because Struess and Duncan definitely have a ceiling. We've seen a couple big games from Struess. We saw a huge game from Duncan a few games ago. So I like the ceiling on both. Um, again, most likely those two will combine for 48 minutes and they're going to close with whoever's playing better or basically whoever's shooting better because that's what they're out there to do. Struess and Duncan, they're out there to shoot. And then you got the cheapies who, again, if you're confident that Kevin Love plays a little bit, you can take a shot in him. He's a good point per minute guy. If you're confident Cody Zeller gets a little bit of run, sure, you can play him. I think they go to Highsmith as the eighth guy. Um, he's a decent defender. Um, he matches up well, in my opinion, against Denver, especially them going small ball. So if I'm going to go to one of these punt plays, I think it's going to be Highsmith for me. But um, that's just me. Again, if, if you're confident Love or Zeller play, you can go there. And then if you're thinking like way, way off the board, because you do, you do have to think like this, especially with a million dollars to first. So if you're thinking, all right, well, what happens if Miami gets blown out, right? Who's going to be on the court? Or who's the guy that can, can crush in a blowout? Yurt seven? Yurt goat seven, right? Like completely out of the rotation. But if Denver's up by 30 in the fourth quarter, he could get six, seven minutes there in the fourth. He's well north of a fantasy point per minute guy. If you guys know from the summer league, we played this guy a ton. So if you want to get way, way off the board and you think Miami gets destroyed and you want to just go to a guy at no ownership, Yurt 7, I think, would be the guy for me. I will mention also, if Miami does get blown out, one guy that most likely will play the blowout is Duncan Robinson. He's basically closed every single blowout so far in these playoffs. When, when either Miami's blowing out a team or they're getting blown out, Duncan is on the court. Because Miami, they just have like a bunch of bigs. So you're, you would probably see in a blowout for Miami, Duncan Robinson, Highsmith, Yurt Savin, Jovich, and like one more. Maybe, maybe you see some Lowry. I mean, Lowry has actually closed in blowouts too. But yeah, you want that way, way off the board play for Miami. It's Yurt Goat 7 for me. And then Denver. I think it's pretty easy to talk about starters. Jamal Murray, KCP, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic. Off the bench, you're going to see Bruce Brown. Um, you're going to see Jeff Green, and you'll probably see a little bit of Christian Brown. And that's it. So that's what the rotation's been for the, for the last couple series here for Denver. I see no reason why they would change that up. Pop and Jokic, he's going to be the most popular spent up in the slate by far. Um, now, Bam is a solid defender, but this is Nikola Jokic, man. This guy has been playing out of his mind in the playoffs, literally averaging like a triple-double. Um, I don't think we had to spend a ton of time here. He's going to be massive chalk. He should be massive chalk. Now, can you fade him in the million-dollar maker on Thursday? The answer is yes, you can, because he's going to be so highly owned, and you never know. Something really weird could happen. You could roll an ankle. You get in massive foul trouble. Maybe he just can't hit a shot, right? I mean, he did only go for 45 fancy points here against the Lakers. If you fade Jokic and he goes for 45 on Thursday, like you're probably in really good shape. But I mean, if you go through some of these other games, I mean, he's literally averaging like 70 plus fancy points. So um, the answer is yes, you can fade him. I probably won't be doing that. I'll probably be looking to get different elsewhere. But yeah, if you're building 150 lineups, like you can definitely fade uh, Jokic in some. Um, Jamal Murray, 10.8K. I love him at this price point. Um, I mean, the usage has been insane. I think he's going to play 40 plus minutes. The offense is him and it's Jokic. And you're just getting such a nice discount 
on Jamal Murray from Jimmy Butler. Jamal Murray sub 11K, and you got Jimmy Butler in the mid 13K range. Like, just give me Jamal Murray all day long over Jimmy Butler at that price point, as far as optimal build goes. And you never know. Jamal Murray, he had one, like, one to two bad games in the playoffs. If he really, really can't make a shot, I mean, he has shown that Florian for 25 there against Phoenix, but. I mean, yeah, he averaged over 30 points a game uh, against the Lakers. Uh, he's going to play over 40 minutes. Like I said, the offense is just Murray and Jokic. I really like Murray as well. I think a majority of people on Thursday are going to have both Jokic and Murray. Um, so if you play them both, you're definitely not going to be different. <laughs> I think most people will, like most most of the field probably will start lineup like that, right? Um, so you're not going to be different if you do that. Um, but you can you can still do that and get different elsewhere. All right, Michael Porter Jr., he's 7'6". I mean, he's played really well um, recently. Uh, not the one game that I needed him to, though. One game I played him alone ownership at DFS. If he had one of the other games that he's had, basically, in the series, I would have won. I would have taken down a tournament. But no, I played him at no ownership, and he got benched. The one game he did not close so far in the playoffs, yes, I had him in my lineup that if he had a normal game, I would have won an insane amount of money. So... If you guys are new and it's your first time watching, get used to it. No one runs worse than me. Every single viewer on this channel knows that too. Every viewer, unless you're a new viewer, and I'm telling you that right now, that no one runs worse than me. No one. Uh, but yeah, Michael Porter Jr., I think if, as long as he plays well, um, I think he probably plays mid-30s minutes. He's been also rebounding the ball at a really high clip as well. Um, averaged like almost 10 rebounds a game in that Lakers series. So I like Michael Board Jr. I like his ceiling. Aaron Gordon, 6'6". So he's going to play a lot. I think he's going to use a lot of his energy, though, on defense. I think he'll be um, on Jimmy Butler most of the time. They might even throw him on Bam at times. Um, you know, maybe if, if they go that small ball route. But um, yeah, with Gordon, I mean, he's had a couple good games in the playoffs. So most of the time, he's kind of hovering in this like 20, 25 fantasy point range. I mean, he wasn't great in the Lakers series besides that last game. He went for 40 plus. So I think Gordon is still in play. But again, another more contrarian option for me. He's not going to be super popular, but the minutes will be there, assuming no foul trouble. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have a ceiling. We've still seen a couple big games from Gordon. If you play him at low ownership on Thursday and he goes for 35 to 40, you're looking really, really good. And then you got Bruce Brown, who the minutes kind of fluctuated on him. Like, if you just look at the Lakers series, 24, then 37, then 29, then 20. So it kind of comes down to how he's playing. Um, they can close with him. You know, he's closed games over KCP. He's closed games over Michael Porter Jr. So a guy like Bruce Brown, the range of outcomes is pretty wide. He is a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. And besides that lasting against the Lakers, I mean, he played pretty well. 24, 27, 31 fancy points. So... Um, a guy that the ceiling is there, the price is reasonable, but I would say the floor is much lower on him than a guy like Gordon. So you got like, in my opinion, two relatively contrarian plays, Gordon and Bruce Brown. Um, I think Gordon's minutes are more secure. Bruce Brown's minutes, if he struggles, they can play him only like 20 minutes. So, but Bruce Brown also can play like 35 plus minutes. We've seen that multiple times from him in the playoffs as well. And then KCP, like we know we're getting from KCP most of the time. Again, the one game, that game he didn't close. Most of the time he is closing. Most of the time he's playing mid-30s minutes. And with KCP, it comes down to whether or not he's making his shots. If he's making his shots, this is a guy that can go for 30-plus, you know, close to play. He went for 38 here against Phoenix, 35 in game one against the Lakers. So ceiling's there, uh, but he really is not going to do a ton of the peripheral stats. So, like, he's relatively similar to a guy like Strews or Duncan Robinson where, like, it comes down to can he make his shots for if he's going to pay off a salary. The opportunities will be there. The minutes should be there. Um, just comes down to, will he make his open shots? 
because he's going to have open looks, right? With Murray and Jokic, you're going to get some open looks for KCP. And then you got the value play. So 2.2K Jeff Green. It's not exciting, but I think he's one of the safer value plays on the slate. Um, if anyone gets in foul trouble, if you get Jokic foul trouble, if you get Gordon foul trouble, usually it's Jeff Green that comes in. Um, if it's like Murray or KCP, then it's most likely Bruce Brown. But if it's someone in the front court, we have seen Jeff Green get extended. I mean, he played 23 minutes in that game against the Lakers. We saw, you know, 20 minutes here against the Suns. Um, you know, he played a good chunk in that Minnesota series. I think on average, he's probably playing around 15 minutes, but would play a little bit more. Now, he's really not done much. 6, 4, 4, 12, 5 fantasy points, but he's really cheap. And he's, I think, almost guaranteed to be in the rotation unless something really weird happens. I mean, we've seen him play every single game so far in the playoffs. So, um, Green, not an exciting play. Probably plays mid-teens minutes, but you never know. If Gordon gets in foul trouble defending um, Jimmy Butler, or if Jokic gets in foul trouble, you could see a bump in minutes for a guy like Jeff Green. So it's really gross. I kind of want to throw up saying this, but I don't like him for value. I do. Um, and then the last guy that I think probably will play a little bit will be Christian Brown, solid defender. He was kind of in and out of the rotation, played 12 minutes there, then four, then three. He got a DNP one game. Um, he played, I believe, in every game in that Phoenix series. He is the 1K guy. If you're looking at the 1K guys on the slate, right? You got Jackson, you got Brown, Kankar, uh, Watson, Smith, Zeke Naji, Jovic, you're at seven, Haslam, DeAndre, Jordan, White, Bryant. Of the 1K guys, Christian Brown's the guy that I'm the most confident will see minutes. So, game one, I think you probably do see a little bit, maybe rotation from Christian Brown. If he plays really well, they could play him, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, but don't expect a ton from him. I do think he'll probably see one rotation at least. Um, now, is it possible Denver only plays seven guys? Sure. But I think with early on in the series, you probably do see a little bit of Christian Brown, who is, again, a solid defender. And then if you wanted to get way, way off the board, right, if you're thinking, okay, I think this game turns into a massive blowout. Who's a guy I think could crush in a blowout? Well, I mean, I don't think there's a clear guy on Denver here that I'm like, oh, I really would want to play him. But... I think maybe like a Peyton Watson um, rookie that, um, you know, was getting some minutes down the stretch in the regular season. Not a bad point per minute guy. Um, He would probably be someone I would be willing to take a shot on um, if you think the game turns into a massive blowout. Like he will be on the court in the blowout for sure. That being Peyton Watson. So if you want to get way, way off the board, you can go to him. Also, if something really, really weird happens, if you get like early foul trouble for a couple guys for Denver, like Watson is a guy that that would probably be the ninth guy. So we're talking like who's the eighth guy in the rotation? It's going to be Christian Brown. If Denver had to play a ninth guy, I think it would be Peyton Watson. So you never know an ejection or foul trouble for two guys in the front court. Maybe you could see some Watson minutes, but I think he would be the guy that I would look to if you if you're playing way off the board and want to play for a blowout. So. That's the player-by-player breakdown. Now, I will talk a little bit of strategy here in game theory for the million-dollar maker. If you are playing entries in the million-dollar maker, you want to make sure you're building plus EV lineups. I've been talking about this every video on Patreon. I break down all the showdown slates. We talk about how to build plus EV lineups in large field tournaments. So how do you build plus EV lineups in large field tournaments? Here is my number one piece of advice for you. Get different without getting without being stupid, right? Or be try to be unique without being stupid. So, for example, there was a showdown slate. 
I also have the worst memory, but I had a shot at a takedown. I want to say it was a few weeks ago. And I only left, I think it was like $1.3,000 on the table, right? In the, in, the, in the big tournament. And only three people duped me. I didn't have a crazy, insane lineup. I just, you know, again, was trying to be unique without being stupid. So you don't have to get way, way off the board. You don't have to like fade Nikola Jokic or you don't have to leave like 10,000 on the table, but try to build lineups that aren't going to be duped a ton. So like if you have an optimizer and you click optimize and you play that lineup in this tournament, like that's just, that's a minus EV move because it's going to be duped a ton. Um, You want to build your lineup if you're playing this tournament. Now, if you're playing single, I always talk, if you're playing like single entry, high stakes or cash games, you don't have to worry about being duped, right? You don't have to worry about that. But if you are only playing entries in this million dollar maker, what you want to do is build a lineup, again, that you think can be different without being stupid. So whether that be, okay, I'm going to eat a lot of chalk, but I'm going to leave like, $2,000 $2,000 on the, t- on the table, or I'm going to leave like 1.5,000 on the table, or even one thousand. Like you don't want to get, you don't get way, way off the board. Or maybe you don't leave a ton of salary on the table, but you play a contrarian captain. You're like, all right, I'm going to play, I don't know, Duncan Robinson captain and hope that he just gets hot behind the three-point land or three-point arc, right? So that is my advice for you if you're playing this tournament. If you're playing this, and you're getting entries in there, try to be unique without being stupid. You do not have to go build a lineup and leave like 20000 on the table or something. Or you don't have to fade like Jokic and Jimmy Butler and Jamal Murray. You don't have to do stuff like that. Um, also, like building out blowout steps. So you got to think about it. We, you know, we talk about this all the time in the Patreon videos and the live stream. Who's going to be on the court in the blowout? And which team do you think blows out the other? So like you're playing for a Denver blowout, you probably want to get four to five nuggets, right? And a lot of the main guys. So just think about that, right? And, and my advice, build those plus EV lineups in large field tournaments, which is getting unique without getting stupid. All right, so that's going to do it for the video, guys. Hopefully that helps. If you guys do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And uh, yeah, let's try to aim for 100 likes on this video. Other than that, good luck. Hopefully one of you that's watching this wins a million dollars on Thursday. And uh, we'll see you all in the next video.